Welcome to Mental Prison Break, the best motivational, educational, and inspirational show ever. Are you trapped in your own prison? Are you searching? Are you looking for answers? Do you want solutions? Break out of your mental prison now. No more holding yourself in prison. No more mediocrity. No more limiting beliefs holding you back. Success is waiting for you to break out and turn the key. The host of Mental Prison Break Podcast is Douglas the Coach, giving you fire and fuel you need to ignite your passion into excellence. Thank you for joining me today on Mental Prison Break. I am your host, Douglas the Coach. Now, if you appreciate this podcast in any way, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and your family. And that positive feedback will help Mental Prison Break continue to expand and continue to grow. And I'd like to thank you in advance for your positive feedback. I left off at the point of me receiving a basketball scholarship at North Lake College. And I will continue as I share my story of my journey arriving at the point I am right now. So as I mentioned before, um, I was enrolled at North Lake College and it was somewhat of a struggle because I didn't have a place to stay. Other than that, one small element, everything was great, but me not having a place to stay did pose a hardship. So what eventually happened towards the end of that semester, I found out that a friend of mine that I went to grade school with, his brother, lived in Irving, Texas. So I got a hold of him to see if I could have a place to stay just only at night. So what ended up happening was at night when school was over, and I had finished my work at the deli, I would pack a sleeping bag and walk a couple miles from the school to his house or apartment where he was living at that time. And boy, those winter nights were cold, walking to his apartment every night. So I had my sleeping bag and I would camp out on his living room floor for a few hours at night and get up early the next morning around 5 a.m. to begin my day. I would pack my sleeping bag, I would walk back to the college, take my shower there, and begin my day for class, which my first class began at 8 a.m. This was pretty much my routine. I had classes in the morning, we had practice in the afternoon, and then I worked at the deli, you know, later on in the evening that night, walked to my friend's apartment, and in the morning, you know, start that process all over again. My buddy and I end up going down two different pathways to make it through that semester. He ended up dating a girl there on campus, and moved in with her. So my goal was just to make it through the semester. Once school was out for the summer, then I could figure out my life. But in the meantime, I had to grind this semester out. So long story short, I got through that semester. My grades was good. I was glad that that was over. Now I began thinking about my life on how I was going to approach this situation during the fall. Did I want to return to North Lake and play basketball or did I want to return to Southwestern University and complete my nursing degree? I was working as a nurse assistant at Parkland Hospital, a county hospital. I was at an intense crossroads, basketball or nursing, pursuing my dream or not being in a homeless situation where I can have more money and be more comfortable. Now, something interesting happened that summer. Out of the blue, I received a call from Coach McKinley. He was the head basketball coach of Weatherford College. And Coach Baldwin had told Coach McKinley about me. 
And Coach McKinley was looking for a player about my size, you know, 6'8", that plays the post pretty well. And that was my favorite position, playing, you know, around the basket. So I get this call out of the blue from Coach McKinley, and this is what he said. He said, Coach Baldwin told me a lot about you, and I've heard good things about you. And Coach Baldwin said that you were a good student and you like playing the post area, and we need a post player. And he said, although I haven't seen you play, I highly respect Coach Baldwin's opinion. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. Now get this, he went on further to say, I've heard about your housing situation. And here at Weatherford College, that would never be an issue. We have great dorm rooms, and I'll try to see if I can get you a dorm room by yourself. I was like, man, this is some kind of sign. When I think about all this in hindsight, I just go, wow. Me going there was a perfect fit. He was needing a post player, and I was looking to expound on my basketball career. And he offered me a scholarship without even seeing me play. I mean, how cool is that? I didn't know anything about some law of attraction or anything, but his comments helped me in my decision making because I was in the valley of decision and that helped me make a decision. So I told him, let me think about it. And I would let him know, you know, closer towards the end of summer. And he said he'll hold that scholarship for me. So that summer, I just was thinking there was nothing else I could think about because I was at this crossroads. Is it nursing or is it basketball? And during that summer, it was very stressful My family was putting a lot of pressure on me to return and finish my nursing degree, especially my mom. She couldn't believe I was chasing some dream and I was this close on finishing my nursing degree. So that summer, I did a lot of thinking. I just wanted to be left alone so I could just think on what should I do and what's best for me. What did I really want? And I remember my vow I made to myself that if I ever had an opportunity To play basketball was going to push it as far as I could go. And that was always in the back of my mind. Now, I must add this small part. That summer, I went to visit uh, some friends of mine at Southwestern University. And a girl by the name of Cheryl, she was in my nursing class. And she was also kicked out of the program. As a matter of fact, she got a lower score than I did. But her desire was to finish nursing that year. So she went to the dean of nursing, um, just like my mom and I did. And the dean of nursing, of course, said no. Then she went to the president of the university and he said yes. And she was allowed back in the program and she actually ended up finishing her degree and graduated that May. It's just so crazy how our thoughts work and the universe is working in our behalf to help us reach our goals. Towards the end of summer, I finally made the decision to go to Weatherford College. I called Coach McKinley up and I told him I was in and I wanted to come out and look at the college as soon as possible. I shared with my family the decision that I had made that I was going to Weatherford and my family was upset. And once again, especially my mom, she just couldn't believe I made the decision to go to Weatherford and I was postponing my nursing degree. And to this day, I do not regret that decision. As a matter of fact, I am glad I made that decision. It was one of the best decisions of my life. And looking back on it in hindsight, I wish I had made that decision much sooner. So that's what I ended up doing. Had two great years there at Weatherford College. And um, my first year there, I was all conference, first team. And this is from a guy who never played organized basketball. Remember, I went to private school my entire life. 
I finished my first year as one of the leading scorers on the team. I was leading the team in rebounds. And our team was predicted to finish first in our conference because we had quite a few all-stars on the team. But we ended up finishing third. We made the postseason tournament and lost in the first round. My second year there at Weatherford College, I was all-conference first team. I made the all-region first team. I was the leading scorer and leading rebounder on the team. I was averaging 21.4 points a game and 12 rebounds a game. And I was the second leading uh, scorer in our region. A guy named Gooseby beat me out. He, he was averaging 22 points a game, and I was averaging 21.4 points a game. And it's actually a funny story behind that because that's what my goal set was. I wanted to average 21 points a game. I figured I'd be leading everyone with that number. Because if you were averaging 17, 18 points a game, you were doing pretty well. So I picked 21, and I actually ended up reaching that number. But Gooseby set a higher goal, and he reached it. And by doing that, he actually got MVP of our conference that year. And I was second runner-up with the number of votes to get that MVP award. It's just really crazy how this law of attraction thing works. Now, everything was going good. Everything was going great. Looks like I was well on my way on reaching the next level, which was, you know, playing at a four-year university. During this time, I was receiving letters from about every major college and university in the country. I was receiving calls. I was receiving messages. At certain points, it was very overwhelming. Scouts were visiting. Colleges and universities wanted me to set appointments to visit their schools. I was considered one of the best forwards coming out of junior college at that time. And it was difficult to believe that in two short years, you know, I had made such an accomplishment. Going to private school, never being exposed, never playing organized basketball. And to reach that level of success was just amazing. When I first started at Weatherford, I didn't even know if I'd be a starter on the team. I was doing a lot of positive things I didn't realize I was doing. I had a dream. I set some goals and I was taking the necessary action steps. I was also in harmony with with certain laws that were assisting me to success, which you'll see and understand later how I broke some of those laws, which ended that success and really hurt me. Now, something interesting happened towards the end of basketball season, my graduating year. Some bad news came to me and that news was my eligibility was in question. Since I was enrolled in Southwestern University in nursing school, that time looked like it may be counted against me because it was an accredited four-year school, although they didn't have a basketball team. The NCAA was looking at it like that's when my official basketball time began. And what that translates to is my basketball career was ending after I finished my season at Weatherford, which was only several short weeks away. Now my life was in the hands of the NCAA. It was up to their board members to decide if I had a basketball career or not. And I really wouldn't know anything until late summer, before the start of school in the fall. And I didn't like the way this train was headed. So when the news was out about my eligibility, all the major colleges and universities that was interested in me suddenly began to back away. Because all of a sudden, now my situation is up in the air. If you're a scout who represented a university, why would you invest in me? I mean, there are other players out there who are not in my situation. Are you going to continue to scout? So that's what happened to me. 
But my case was somewhat different with the NCAA because I was in a gray area. It wasn't just black and white. So they had to make a decision based on my case. And I just had to wait for their decision. So my situation really upset me. It's like now my dreams are up in flames. And everything that I had worked so hard for was like sand just slipping through my fingertips. And I couldn't do anything about it. And I began to doubt and I began to worry and I began to get really frustrated at my situation because I felt it was really unfair. Now my focus attention is shifted now on the unfairity of the NCAA. Now I want you to continue to follow me here. So basketball season's over and I graduated with my associate's degree or my AA in business there. And now I have a long summer ahead of me to wait for the decision of the NCAA. I really want you to pay attention to this. This is really important. One of the coaches from West Texas State gave me a call and he said, we know about your eligibility situation. That's unfortunate, but we would like to offer you a full scholarship anyway. You can practice with our team and do everything with us like you're a player on our team. And of course, if the NCAA rule in your favor, then you'll be committed with us. Now get this out of all those schools West Texas State was the only school that approached me and was willing to take a chance on me during this crazy time. But since they were a Division II school, I practically ignored them because my heart was set on Division I schools only, which was my next step to the NBA. But I believe to this day, if I had not been so entwined in negativity and doubt and had my thinking straight, I believe there would have been a big future wrapped up in West Texas State. Because I would have kept moving forward just believing something would have worked out for me. Now, another opportunity came. Coach McKinley called me uh, later on that summer and he said a scout had been watching me play. And that I should give him a call because he felt like, you know, I was good enough to go overseas and play. But that was too big for me. Going overseas, leaving the country, leaving my family. So I never made that phone call. And knowing what I know now, I could have picked any of those two options and been successful. But you can't be successful if you're not moving forward. And if you're not hungry and if you don't believe, then it's difficult to move forward. My actions showed that I was more committed to negative thoughts and negative feelings instead of being committed to moving forward to my goals and my dreams. So what did I do? Nothing towards my dreams. All summer, I just worried about my situation, hoping for the best. I was praying had my fingers crossed. I was doing all of that stuff, but I wasn't doing the one thing that I should have been doing. And that's believing and moving forward with the necessary action steps that's in front of me. At the beginning of the summer, I only played in two pro-am tournaments. My friend John Smith invited me to play in a couple of summer leagues. He uh, ended up going to uh, Hawaii. Larry Johnson and other college players were you know, entering into some of these summer leagues. And of course, Larry Johnson ended up going to UNLV, but I didn't play in any more leagues because I just didn't feel like I belonged anymore. Seems like everybody else was moving forward, but I was the only one in limbo, which was the worst thing I could have done. I should have kept playing in those tournaments and just kept moving forward and and, and it would have worked out. That's the law. I would have been creating my own destiny because I would have been believing that it was going to work out and it would have. But all summer, I was just stressed out. I became depressed. And it was one of the most uncomfortable situations I had known. Then I strongly began to doubt that it wasn't going to work out. Then I was thinking, I am so unlucky. This is not going to work out. 
the NCAA is not going to rule in my favor. I just know it. And if you think about it, how can anything work out if you're not taking the action steps forward and you're being inactive? And guess what? It didn't work out. Now, keep following me here. Towards the end of summer, I received a phone call from Coach Brandenburg. He was a coach who coached the University of Wyoming, and he was on my side at the time. He was sort of speaking up in my behalf to the NCAA. But his phone call was the news that I was expecting. I wasn't expecting it to work out. And guess what? The NCAA didn't rule in my favor. Now, what's interesting about my situation is all summer I did nothing but stress and worry. And the stress and worry was more intense because I was doing nothing to move forward. If I would have been focused on moving forward, I wouldn't have even been thinking about the negativity because I would be focused on something positive. And this is the point I'm trying to convey to you. Do something. But not only that, do something positive towards your positive goals and your positive dreams. If any of you are out there in a gray area or or a precarious situation, do something. Inactivity will kill you. Whatever you do, just move forward and keep moving forward. Let's end this podcast here and let's begin on the next podcast, part three of my story. Remember, success is a decision away. Success is literally waiting for you to break out and turn the key. Thank you for listening to Mental Prison Break Podcast. Want more information on Douglas the Coach? Visit mentalprisonbreak.com. That's mentalprisonbreak.com, giving you fire and fuel you need to ignite your passion into excellence.